Welcome to the Contra Stoic Podcast. In this series, guests will share their stories to help each of us broaden our perspective. Learning who they were, where they are, and what sparked their change can help us connect, see others for who they are, learn new ideas and ways to grow as we go through this journey we call life. Follow Conscious Stoic on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more info, go to ConsciousStoic.com. Enjoy this episode. Hello, guys. Our guest today is Josh Cabalas. He is a first-generation Filipino-American. He is pursuing his passion in songwriting and being an artist. He enjoys basketball, eating food, and being in spaces that inspire him. So welcome, Josh, man. Welcome, brother. How are you feeling? I'm good. You excited? I'm, I'm very excited, actually. It's, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Really? Yeah, the past few days. That's what's up, man. We're not, like, excited, like, <laughs> but just like, <laughs> oh, kinda excited it's going to be interesting to <laughs> be on a podcast. That's what's up, man. And, and to share whatever it is, I guess, on my mind. That's the best, dude. Yeah. Like bringing people in here and not telling them what it's really about. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I'm about to drop the question in a second. You should just never drop know what might happen. <laughs> you know, so stay tuned. All right, man. So uh, you know a little bit about the podcast. Our listeners know a lot of bit about the podcast, and if they're new, um, part of this podcast, man, is just to to for people to come on here, introduce themselves, talk about their past, um, what they went through, what caused them to change, and where they want to go. Mm. So uh, I think this will be a really good podcast. You seem like a good dude. You seem intelligent. You seem like you uh maybe you're not that, that's that smart. The, that's the key. That's the key. You gotta to have the look. That's <laughs> just the look of intelligence. Yeah. Because then people don't bother you. It's like, oh, he, he, he looks like he got life figured out on his own. I don't need to. He needs no info. Yeah. He, he, I don't. Let's just not bother him. You know. So that's why. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So um. The question, the first question is in five minutes. In about five minutes. <laughs> there's a timer. There's not a timer. There's, there's not, not a, a timer. timer. Like you're talking about. That's like, a lot. That's a lot. Five minutes. It's ending, but it's a big question. In five minutes, tell us who you are, man. Like from oh, a kid man. to today. <laughs> like, who are you? Um, you know, that's a very interesting question, Marcus. Um, because... I think that's something that I've been really figuring out these days. And if I would say who I am right now, like if you like, I think a lot of me being where I'm at in my life now, I think I've been wanting to be more like in tune with my inner child these days, which is really interesting. I feel like even if you see the lifestyle of people, you you can see like as the older they get, they just want to be kid yeah. you know like people really try to fund their lifestyles to do what they've always kind of done but the way that I've been seeing it lately is just like um, kind of tapping into the inner child and kind of I've just been really like correlating a lot of things that have happened recently in my life to like to how that affected me as a child and certain experiences and so like almost now that I'm older and I have that part person in me that inner child you know because there's been certain ways that we were raised that like weren't necessarily geared to our personalities. And so like I feel like now in my life and who I am, I'm given like an opportunity to like almost 
heal some of the wounds that, like, that I feel like it, be the person I needed to be for when I was like a child. And so, like, for myself, like, I grew up, um, in, you know, Filipino American first generation, like you said. Um, my parents came here, and then I was born here, and and that in itself has its own cultural, you know, type of upbringing that people would understand if you grew up, grew up in like an immigrant home and grew up very conservative in a Christian home around church and served in the church. Was called, you know, in high school was called to be like in ministry, and then I ended up actually pursuing that as a worship leader. And so, um, yeah, I, I was a worship pastor for like 10 years. Okay. I recently closed that chapter in my life, and that has been a journey. It's been like three three years since I stopped being like a minister. And it's just interesting because that, that is a, such, I mean like, that is such a culture in itself, you know? So, Kind of coming out of that now, it's like, it's just really interesting because like sometimes you know, I, I can feel really lost because a lot of the habits and the patterns that I was used to kind of relying on, it's almost like I, I want to change those things now. What made you come out of it? Why did you decide to leave that? Um, because it wasn't, I just feel like it wasn't in my heart to, I feel like I was doing it for almost for the wrong reasons. To be one to lead worship, I think you have to really feel, you have to really count the cost of that, and and really you know take it seriously. And for me, I think I was just doing it's it's an odd job because it's not just something that's like like physical that you just show up, but it's also like spiritual, and you're on stage and you're presented as a person who's supposed to be like almost perfect, gotcha. and and you're singing, so it's like. People kind of like make you seem like there's this like odd expectation I feel for like when I was in that environment to like be holier than thou all the time, and that kind of went into my personal life. So yeah, I guess I kind of have like kind of a guilty conscience, like a Christian guilt conscience sometimes, even to this day. So, what do you mean by your personal life? Like yeah, like I mean, as honest as you want to get, as deep yeah, as you yeah, want yeah. to get, but like, what do you mean by like it, it affected? Because I can understand like you need to. You're living this lifestyle. You need to present this certain image. You need to always have the answers. You need mm -hmm. to one hundred percent believe that everything that you say. You can't have any faults, right? Because if you have faults, it's very difficult to get up there yeah. and try to spread exactly. this message to people. But like, in what ways did that specifically affect you, which caused you to be like, "Hey, man, this is not necessarily something that I one hundred percent jive with," and it doesn't mm -hmm. make me completely whole. I feel a little like I get that feeling torn about yeah. what you're doing. But like, how did it specifically affect you? I think it was just, um, yeah, it was just my time. Like, I think I've been, I think I've just seen so much of that environment, that church environment, and been involved with the planning and the structure, like been part of the structure of a church and built on those things. I just seen too much and realized how, with my role within those structures, within those churches, like my role within those, my role within that, like, I think the real purpose 
for like the real purpose for me to do those things kind of got lost within just like almost just gathering a paycheck you know and it wasn't anything that was coming from my spirit or like my, my total fate like I was struggling with my faith with God and I was just like I don't know I think the pe- I think people that really deserve to be in this position should really feel called to it. Mm. I just feel like it's my like I just felt like the world is so much bigger, you know. And that and that's always been like my problem ever since as a child. With Christianity in general, Christianity in life, you know, I always think there's always something bigger or better. Or like I will, I always had a thought in my mind that the world is just so much bigger. In which ways though? Like there's just so much people. There's so many different ways that people decide to choose to decide to choose decide to live their lives, and they feel 100 percent in that way. And like they, you know, like why should why should my, my, our, why should what I've been raised and what I believe in be like the end all be all? You know? so, like why, you know, what I'm saying like when I have friends that are all types of religions or belief systems or just the way they want to live life. And they You know, I can't, I'm not better than you, or you shouldn't deserve to, like, this total, like, eternal damnation. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, 100%. And so, and even, yeah, and, like, even being in the environment that, yeah, that that is a, a yeah. You said that, something that was super interesting. Yeah. You said, even as a kid, I knew, like, I had this, in, this, this thing in me that said that, it's so much bigger than what you're teaching me, right? Yeah. Then what what caused you to not... Because it seems like at this point in your life, you kind of come off to being like, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to blossom in the ways that I feel right, right? Because my internal code, whatever it is, yeah. my God consciousness, whatever, right, is telling me I need to go this way. Mm-hmm. And you finally came to a point to be like, all right, I need to listen to that. Thus, you stepped off that stage. And I know probably doing that was probably extremely difficult, yeah. right? No, yeah. What caused you to get into it? You did it for a decade. Like what? Yeah, what happened? Just, it was just my like that was. I, it's when I think about it right now, it's like it's almost who I was groomed, who I was you know supposed to be like groomed. Like I didn't necessarily. You're just a product of what your environment, you know. And so, all my idols at that time, like you know, my pastors growing up and people like that I looked up to, they were all like in ministry and they were all 100% in, you know, believing the space. And so what, you know, for me, when you're getting, like, especially with the type of personality I am, I'm a giver, you know, I I love to serve in a sense, you know, that's always been something that's natural, like my parents kind of instilled, like helping my brothers. I've always just found a role that's a leadership to be, to be able to like uh, be able to do ministry, you know, and, and and I think that is a part of who I am as an individual. Like I'm able, like I think in any environment I would have figured it out. Because even now, now that I'm doing more so something that I feel I believe in that is for me, there's still a lot of things from my past and like things that I did within that whole church culture that I'm doing now, which is so interesting because I tried so much to run away from. But I think, like, there's still some things from your foundation that you still, like, kind of practice within your daily life. Like, it shapes you. It shapes you. Yeah. Like, even some of the things that you thought 
you're like corny or like, you know, I don't want, like you try to like break away, but you're like, oh no, this is, this is how I actually do this, you know, so. Yeah. How were your parents? Were your parents like, do you feel like your parents were like, Hawks, because I know a lot of first generation people, like when you come yeah. to the country, even for me, man, like my culture, right? My parents were always like, you need to do this, you need to dress this way, you need to talk this way. And it was cool, right? Like it was dope, right? Like my grandma grew up in Mississippi in the 50s, you know what I mean? Oh, like wow. she grew up in a world that I couldn't, like her world was not my world. So mm-hmm. she put a lot of these limiting beliefs on me. Mm-hmm. Like you can't hang out with these people because yeah. my family was Jehovah's Witness. Right, wow. so I grew up like delivering watchtowers to people, people's door. Yeah, I saw y'all when I was knocking on the door, y'all peeking out the blinds. Wait. Like, we can't see you, man. <laughs> At least you could do it. Open the door and give me some water. Sorry, the first thing that came to my mind is a black Jehovah Witness. Yes. That's crazy. I'm from the Southeast. They're all black. That's a huge thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. So many people out there are Jehovah's Witness. Half my family Jehovah's Witness. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, okay. I don't, I mean, I get Well, it. I know that is, but I didn't, like, I don't think I've ever met somebody. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was your own in there. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, and I'm black, by the way, because they can't see me. Yeah. They're probably like, I never knew this guy. What? <laughs> I'm joking. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm never <laughs> listening to no! the podcast again. <laughs> 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 Turn it off right now. So many people. <laughs> but no, dude, like, I grew up with, like, these limiting beliefs for my family. And even when I was growing up as a kid, right, yeah. to going, to, going to Bible study three times a week, yeah, I, knew how to tie, I knew how to tie a tie. When I was, like, in the second grade, I was tying ties in the second grade, right, doing speeches in front of the Kingdom Hall when I was, like, eight. So I, I was groomed for that lifestyle. And I, luckily, I moved, or unluckily, whichever way you want to look at it. I moved to South Carolina and lived with my mom, and my mom didn't really believe in anything. And then I went to like Black Baptist churches, right? Because oh, my man. my grandma on the other side, my stepdad's grandma was a Baptist, so you know how them that goes, so right? You were able to kind of it was two different free. It was, it was two different opposing viewpoints, yeah. right? My grandma on my mom's side was like, "Hey, you need to be a Jehovah's Witness and not hang out with any worldly people because we're right." Mm-hmm. And then my other grandma was like, "Oh, you don't want to hang out with them because they're wrong. You need to come to church with me." And then I kind of got sucked into that lifestyle. I was like a, I was like a, um, what do they call it, an usher? So I would like pass the basket. Not ushering. We would not usher him and I didn't sing shit or dance, nothing. But I was passing the basket and me and my cousin, it was like that double-decker church. Like think of the blackest church you could think of, (laughs) right? Like you go to church at 10 a.m. on Sunday Ah! at 5 p.m. on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like the blackest church. Oh, yeah. And it was just like I had these two opposing viewpoints. And I was like, why are both of y'all telling me you're right? And I had this pressure because I succumbed, I succumbed to the pressure of the of my family for them to, to let me be. I chose to be what they wanted me to be instead of being myself because I didn't want them to think yeah. differently of me. Right? And um, I always had that viewpoint even as a child. Like, but what if both of you are right? Like, could both of you not be right? Like, and it just, it always rubbed me this wrong way. Like, I always, for a long time in my life, man, as a child, I did what everybody else wanted me to do. And I, and I knew inside that it was wrong. And because of that, I didn't allow myself to be who I truly was, which then played a part, a part of, like, my happiness and my peace and serenity and all that stuff, you know? And as I got older, I kind of broke away to being like, I just want to be me. Yeah. I just want to be happy, whole, 
and and live my life to the best version of it that, that I can. And I think, hey man, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest like I feel mental struggle in growing up is going being to the point where you want to make all the decisions you want for your own life without like that weird conscience from your parents. Yes. I think once you can get to the point where you're like, you know what, like I don't have to be who my parents want me to be. I mean, I, I, yeah, that kind of blows your mind. Like, oh, okay, I can do, I can do my thing. You know, I think once you accept that, and I think even for me, that's a struggle because I love my mom, but it's like, you know, same time you don't want to disappoint. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? I don't know. And like even in my family there there has been such a high expectation with within, you know, how we were raised a certain way. And I've kind of went the other direction and it's just it's, it's taken a few years for them to just kind of accept that like this is just my path, you know, like they don't they, I think now they just kinda of came to the point where they support me as an individual. Like my mom always tells me that she just trusts me, you know. And I think that's like the best thing. What was that turning point for you when you're working in the church and you're doing your thing? What was that? Was there like a point at which you were just like, I got to do something else? I think it was just, again, like that mentality of like, you know, what I, of, of the world is bigger. Like, at that time, like, I felt so called to this certain thing, like, so 100%, like, I wanted to be this worship leader guy. And as much as I would pursue it and, you know, put all my effort into it, there was always something within me that was like, I, I'm so much more than this. What I claim, what I think, or, you know, what God has called me to do, or what I think I'm supposed to be doing, there is another, there's still something that within me that was like, I can reach out to more people rather than just like this bubble. And, I, and it's easy to get sucked into it because it's its its own, like, you can create your whole lifestyle around, you know, being in, within the church and Christianity, you know what I mean, like, everything. And so for me, I've always, for me, it was just kind of like, I was in it, I was 100% there, but yet there was still something within me that was not, like, I didn't have an inner peace about where I was at. I was like, I, I need to, like, break out of this, like. I need to. I think I need to find what else I'm capable of, rather than mm. just like continuing continuing the same lifestyle, same thought patterns for the rest of my life. And I and I, that's what I've been realizing is like people will do anything it takes to maintain the thought pattern, the daily thought patterns that they have, or like just the the same thought patterns they've had all their lives. And for me, I feel like I'm just curious and maybe a little crazy enough to like break out of those things because it's scary you know it's really scary to kind of like question to catch yourself thinking and wanting to change that mm. you know what i mean um, yeah it's human nature yeah because we're uh what do we call them we're hunter gatherers mm-hmm. we need connection well we did we don't need more but we did for a long time I needed to have a band of people that I agreed mm-hmm. with. I needed to have people yeah. who cared about me. I needed your love and attention because if I was by myself, I'd starve. So it's like encoded in our DNA to want to belong. Yeah, You need to want to. Because if you didn't care about belonging, you'd go wander off in the middle of the woods and 
die. Yeah. So it's like encoded in our DNA to want to want people to be around us and to care about us and to also think the same. And that's why when you're making that decision, that doesn't really affect your life that much, right? Like, no. Feels like it does, but at the end of the day, you're still completely fine even after yeah. making that decision. Like your people still love you and everything's yeah. all right. But when you're making that decision, it almost feels like it's life or death. Like yeah. if I do this, it's over. Because you're you're alone. You're the only person that can make that personal like you can you literally can wake up every day and choose what your day what you what do you want your day to look like and who you want to be that day. 100%. You know, and so I feel that, yeah, like you wake, I, when you wake up, at least for me, like some things that I've been thinking about is like every time I wake up, I feel like there's always like a specific word. The first thing you wake up is a word that can dictate the rest of your day. What's the word today? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I, I know, know, I know, but I think. I think that's what I was thinking about. I think that it was the word, but it was just like, like even when I like the first one that I think about from my past when I was kind of doing this practice last year, like I had it's not a necessary word, but it was like a question. I had a, like I would question myself every day, and it would be like, "What are you so afraid of?" Mm. I would wake up like there was like a week where I wake up every day and I was like, "What am I afraid about?" And I would let you know, and then I realized like that was always like a thing that would. Be kind of be over my whole, like a layer that's over my whole day, that like, when, if I, when, I'm, when I'm in a certain situation, where it's like an awkward social situation maybe, and then I'm just questioning, like, oh, what am I so afraid of? Why can't I just like tap in and get to know this person, or just be myself in these social situations, you know, like when I was tapping there, like, it, it was just something that like, would just kind of be like a stamp of that day, and like, how, how would that, like, react, you know, how would, how, how would my life bounce off so like perhaps like maybe today my, my word was like you know I didn't necessarily have a word for today honestly but like there there I always feel that like at the beginning of your day there's there's this there there there's a there could be like a foundation I think and I think that's why it's important for people to have like routines you know like wake up clean your room like having your space right in your environment gets your mind right in a sense so what was your word? I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, I just woke up and I like, wanted to get high. So. <laughs> <laughs> get high the whole other day. <laughs> but, um, but the, you know, a lot of what I've been thinking about is, you know, a lot of things. Like, what I was saying earlier is that inner child within us, you know, like, we go through things as a child and, like, now that I'm older, it's like I have an opportunity to, like, fix those things. Like, I can go back to that, like, second grade Josh in my memory because I you know and, and like almost like talk my talk him through it you're self-parenting yourself yeah yeah it's a huge thing it's what I mean I work in the mental health industry yeah that, that has to be a thing I it actually is. wasn't gonna ask you but I was like oh I guess something. but that's what it is it's a yeah you parent yourself you self-parent yourself that's like, what I've been doing 100% you tell yourself that it's okay because you build most of what you learn and how you act is built when you're a baby. Yeah. That security and comfort's built for like one to two, yeah. right? All of your security. So if you were an adopted kid, um, or like like your parents weren't there, 
And like, so you developed a lot of stuff between one and two that you don't even remember, but it's built inside of your body because you were afraid the people that were supposed to raise you weren't around. So you develop a lot of these like, of these like coping mechanisms. And then like two to like five, right? Like the way that you see the world is formulated, right? You start to see the world a certain way. And it's like, you have to, and a lot of people get age regressed in certain areas. It's not every area. In some areas, you can be at a root, like work, you can be a super adult, right? Yeah. But then when relationships are six, yeah. she says no, she doesn't give you enough attention, and you throw a temper tantrum because at six years old, something happened where you liked somebody or somebody you cared about and were supposed to be around, didn't give you enough attention, so you felt alone, so you developed this coping mechanism that you carried right that you masked with a bunch of other stuff throughout your adulthood and then as an adult what happens is you can go back to that kid and say hey it's okay yeah like that thing that hurts you at six at whatever how do you i'm 27 at 27 that's the weird thing about like that's why i'm kind of like at this age it's like why am i tripping about shit that happened when i was like eight you know like now it's like it's weird because i'm like uncovering these things that are not anything extreme it's just like little moments that i remember and i'm like man i didn't feel good in that moment like i don't think i was properly um i wasn't probably taken care of in that like as far as like the mental health mm-hmm. side of things in that moment and so like now i can kind of just get in there and be like that self-parent which is really cool that you brought me up that's exactly what it is that's the thing for people who have time and money mm-hmm. to be able to take care of your mental health my parents weren't concerned. Yeah. My mom, no. my grandma grew up in this. She's just like, stay safe and don't die. Don't yeah. get hooked. <laughs> don't get licked. You know what I mean? Like, let me teach you the basics. She didn't have time to sit back and be like, mm, how do I feel? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, like, we are <laughs> that, we're in that generation of mental health. Right. Know? We got too That's much time true. to sit around and be like, well, how did that make me feel when they didn't give me my shake? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like you don't, when you're worried about like eating and living and staying safe, my parents taught me how to eat, live, and stay safe. Keep yes. yourself protected and deal with your shit because no one cares. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you get brought in, right, like, first generation, right, like, your parents didn't have time to sit back and be, like, like worried about how things made them feel when they were six. Yeah, you know? no. They are just trying they to feed themselves. Right. Survival. And that's it, man. And it's a whole different, it's a, it is like we live in this different world. And like, I love how you talk about it because you seem to be super insightful for yourself, right? Yes. You seem to be super insightful, and at some point, I don't know, we haven't really dived there. Maybe one day you'll figure that out, or you have, and we just haven't talked about it. Like, somehow, even as a kid, you learn to look at the world outside of your family. Yeah. Like, you, because you always were like, there's just, like, you're riding in a car, and you're like, but they seem like it's different. Yeah. Like, but they're the same, but they think differently. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to think this way? So you were able to, as a kid, question the yeah. world that was presented to you, which is your immediate family, because that's your world as a kid. Yeah. And then as you get older, you will start to see other parts of the world, and you're like, some most people are like, oh, that's weird, they're different, that ain't me. Mm-hmm. They're weird, they're different, that ain't me. And then some people are like, that's kind of cool, and you seem okay. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's going on over there, man? I used to think that as a kid, dude. I'd see people yeah. like, dang. Same. So you're like Buddhist? what and y'all like meditate so what is that you know what i mean like dang i want to do that can i do some of that shit my mom looks like, shut the fuck up you know what I mean? <laughs> marcus get your black ass out here 
<laughs> and quit hanging out with those. Get your black witness. Oh, shit. But it's just real shit, dude. It's not sound like we just spoke hella blunts in here just talking about <laughs> Bro, what is even a chair, dog? What is it? It's, that, it's like this thing. I don't you and shit. They ain't got chairs in nature, dog. Yeah. What was they sitting on? <laughs> so, yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard to really identify. I knew that that question, like, coming into this space, I knew that question was going to be asked. Like, oh, so, because you don't know me. Like, oh, who you... Who are you, bro? They don't know you. They the don't people listening they, don't know you. My gosh. Hello, guys. Again. But like, yeah. And it, for me, that's a that's a difficult question for me to answer right now. You like, answered it great. Though. I can only I can only give you what I've been kind of thinking. How was that day when what? you went and told everybody? What? When you told me you were leaving? Oh. <laughs> How was that? Was that I, weird? I kind of Irish guy did like. Did you? Yeah, What's that mean? Like, I just told my, just like, hey, like, I'm just not going to do this no more. <laughs> and then he was totally supportive. Uh, but I would, you know, I would just say, like, I turned down, you know, probably, probably the most money I probably could ever make. Really? And I think that's what really put the it pressure. It pays that well? Yes. Like six figures well? You know that. You Dang. know that. God, come on. Hey, bro, I'll take that job right now. Dude, Let's it's just... the... <laughs> Try to get paid. You know, I think about it right now. You know, right now, I'm like, DoorDash. Like, I used to just sing on a Sunday <laughs> with, like, five hours of, you know, like, I'm working so much just to get what I used to make. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. But I'm an artist now, so I'm, that, that doesn't pay nearly as much, but yeah, I love it, you know. So who are you now? Go into that. What do you do now? What, oh, what's, your, what's your internal code? What you, what's going on? I, what I like to do now, man, like, I, I really, I, I want to get the bag. You want to get the bag? And whatever that means. I mean, yeah, it can mean a lot of things. Yeah, it you can get a lot. small bag. <laughs> you get a little bag. I, I like bags a lot. All right. I, I do enjoy bags. That's, that's who I am. I, I don't know about really, really like bags right now. But I you turn of, down a lot of money to, I go to do through, what you wanted, though. Yeah, I go through a lot of stages in my interests. So, like, bags used to be a thing. I used to like bags. Right now, like, man, like, yeah, I, I, I really want to, I feel like during this season of pandemic, I've been making, like, really good money. Um, bashing and, like, government help, you know? And it's just really, like, I feel kind of, But I think seeing that in my life again, it's kind of making me, it makes me want to think more, you know, how do I get this bad in my business? As far as like, even in my own music, like taking it to the next level and actually building on, you know, really getting that consistency, you know, building on that. So that's been on my mind. I, you know, I have an upcoming release, actually. I have a date for it. When is it? May 28th. What's it called? It's going to be called Only If I Do. So it's gonna be fun. Go cop that right now. Where is it gonna be available at? Everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music. All right. What's your artist you can name? TikToks to it. What's your artist yeah. name? Uh, Josh Cabal's. Okay. So that yeah, Cabal is C A B A L L E S. So I'm just really trying to you know, honestly, like I, I just try to focus on things that uplift me. You know, 
I've, I've spent a lot of, I think I, I tend to spend a lot of my days in my head. I kind of have like a slow serotonin thing, you know, like I just naturally have like this like thing, like this sad thing about me. Pessimistic? Yeah. But I haven't, I wasn't always like that. It was, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm this pessimistic emo guy, but it's just like, <laughs> but there's like, I don't know, is it, I, I'm not, I feel like I'm asking you as if you're like a psychiatrist, like am I a realist? Am I just like, I don't get like really like, like, like I'm at this point where I just do what I do. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not at that point in my life where I'm like, oh, I want to, I don't have so much like, um, aspirations of like, oh, I want to be this, like, person, like, artist, or, like, I'm just doing those things now. And so, like, it's the first time in my life where I feel, like, kind of, like, affirmed in that, where I'm just, like, when I'm not working, I'm either, like, in the studio, or I'm in my room writing a song, or I'm doing something to gain inspiration. I'm not necessarily gaining inspiration, I'm going out there, but just, like, absorbing, you know, new environments, uh, talking, building connections with friends that are also, you know, striving to do the same things. It doesn't necessarily have to be music, but something in their own field that's creative, like really getting to know people more so that are like, just like that, you know, like they're just in their field and they're doing it rather than just like always talking about it, you know. And so I was in that stage where I was always just talking and talking like, oh man, like, oh, I could do this, like, I'm good at this, you know. But now, like, I'm, I'm blessed to say that, like, I kind of live, I'm able to live the lifestyle now. You got action behind it. Yeah, I got action. Do you feel, do you feel more whole? I feel a lot more whole. And so, and and, and, I, and I laugh, and, and I think that that's the funny thing, like, you know, I guess I used to be a worship pastor and sing, and now I'm, like, being an artist. So that's where I kind of laugh at myself, is like, Am I just fulfilling some weird need of attention within me? Like, because I don't really care to be on stage. It's really weird, but it's like at the same time, like when you're on stage, I'm sure maybe it's the same feeling for you. Do a podcast, like you have this like there's some there's this affirmation in you that's like this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm on stage all the time. Yeah. In a different part of my life, I'm on stage mm-hmm. a lot, and I speak in front of hundreds of people and travel to speak. And yeah. there is something about sharing a message, right? Like yeah. my message, and like for me, it's like when I public speak, it's like an art form. Yeah. Like how can oh, I get that? Getting the crowd engaged, like mm-hmm. watching for people's reactions, telling a story in a good way. Yeah. Like stuff like that, I'm super interested in. Like I like to get the crowd, get the crowd silent. Right at the right point of the story, and then drop that thing, and then bring the crowd back up, and get them to laugh, and get them entertained in that thirty minutes to an hour that I got their attention, right? Because if I if I'm trying to get across a message, I need to get that message across in the best way possible. And for yeah. you, it's music, right? Yeah. And for me, it's podcasting, speaking, um, like art. Not necessarily like art in a sense, like I'm not drawing pictures, but like opening up clothing brands. Yeah. And like just that right thing, and you put it just right here, and it just, and people, you know, like I just love that stuff, man. So I get yeah. it. Yeah. And I think people, I think people think it's hard and it's difficult to pursue those type of things. And if those are, if that is something that you truly enjoy within yourself, like that's all that, you know, like, 
then create your lifestyle to do that. Mm. You know, like I don't know. I, I feel it's it's a very difficult it's very difficult when people ask me, well, how, how how are you able to just like pursue this and like in, in the level and the with the talent that you have around you, it's like how how are you able to access that? And I'm, and for me, I just kind of just like I just act like natural, like that's what life has given. Like life is kind of is meant for me. I I hope so. And that's what like I try to implement within my days. Like, oh, how do I, oh, how do I reach to like my goals, like my personal, what makes me whole? Like, what are the things that you know really make that day great? And I just noticed that it's just like when I'm actually pursuing my artistry and stuff like that. So, what you feel like you're gonna do? Yeah, I mean. Right now, it's music. I want to be able. I, w I want to be able. I know this sounds like so like, oh no, it sounds. But I just want to be, be able to be free and. Yeah, like. I feel like music for me right now is the tool, to. I always feel, like music, will get me to where I'm going. Mm. I've always felt. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm different, like, yeah, everyone's different, but like, I feel like in the environment that I'm in, I've always kind of felt in my way out of place, and maybe that's something that I have within me that's maybe not healthy, but I feel that way sometimes, and, but ever since I started mu doing music and releasing that and putting myself out there, I've met people that are more like myself now. You were in orange. Yeah, and you were trying to be an apple. Exactly. And you were hanging out with a bunch of apples, wondering why you didn't feel the same. Yeah, and it's about and now. I just feel like when I when I'm around people, I just I basically more so feel it now. You know, like how do I feel around this person? Do I feel like I can be myself? You know, instead of really trying to perform. Mm. And I, that's something that my friend has told me is like he was a really good friend of mine growing up. He was just like, you know, it's really interesting, Josh, because like I feel like a lot of people, I think you can relate to this too, but I think a lot of people know you as this this music performer, a performer. But when I he grew up with me, he was like, well, when I think about it, I just think Josh Cabalas. And he was just explaining it to me that like because I have this side, you know, this like performance music side, he's noticed that even within my lifestyle. I always have this weird pressure to even perform for people like outside of the stage, 100%. or like to maintain who I am in that light outside of it. Like always, me or, yeah. you know. And so, after he told me that, that kind of broke a lot of walls. That like I didn't have to like always be like performing, you know. Like when I'm not when I'm not in that realm of music, like at the same time, like I feel like I'm a totally different person. Reserved and like, I like to like just observe things and just take in the environment and kind mm. of just you know respond from that you know based you know whether whether it's through my life or through my words or like with my interactions with people just kind of meet them where they're at right now rather than just kind of like hold this give them something of me that will maintain this expectation of me throughout their whole you know. Oh, I know Josh. He's this type of person. No, you know me because we 
you got to see, you know, we we linked up and that's where we're at right now. You know what I mean? It's, Both parts are true. Yeah. You don't have to be one. Yeah. You can be the performer and the dude that shows. Yeah. Both exactly. parts are you. That's the thing that I'm learning too. It's weird to know like I don't have to fit this one thing, this yeah. one size fits all. Like I'm a performer, but I'm also a chill dude. Like I have these multiple parts to my personality, exactly. just like anybody. And it's kind of cool, man. This is, dude, this is dope. We could keep talking for like 40 minutes and I'd be so interested. But we keep them kind of short for a reason. Oh, okay. But um, no, you're good, dude. I'm, I'm, we are, I always watch the time and we see where we're at. But uh, the, the last two questions, and then you can just tell everybody your info, um, is for the people out there struggling, right? People who are maybe where you were, right? Like, let's just say somebody was where you were. They're doing something and like they feel like they need to be doing something different. Like, what advice do you have for them? Oh, my gosh. I would first, if, you're, if you really feel that you're in a position, I think first things first, you got to do what you got to do. So if you're in that position based off of personal needs in your life, say you have a family, or there's things that you want to do, like uh, personally in that situation, you know, and stay then I would recommend sticking it out because I think there is power in that. But if there is something within you that wants to break break out, I think just, I think the overall spectrum of that is very overwhelming, you know, like where do I start? And it's just as small as like tapping into your interest. You know, maybe it starts with like just starting like research. Like you can just start out a simple Google search of like the things that you've been, Picking your interest in, like, I don't know. You, I guess you, I would need an example. Like, I, I keep, I would need an example. You know, that's good advice, though. But yeah, like, just start with, like, just get, just get the wheel spinning, um, and think of ways where you can close that loop. You know, I feel like as much as ideas are important and are and are good at the same time, like they can be very like overwhelming and complex, and so just start, you know. When an idea happens, like take it for a grain of salt, it's up in the air, and then make moves to like close it. You know, like make moves to kind of see it happen for yourself. So maybe it starts with a Google search, or maybe just talking to a friend, or buying a certain piece of equipment, or investing in yourself. You know, just just kind of do the you know just do something in that field that really interests you, and you know, and research things that you know kind of like. Make you go forward in that. That's what's up. So, all right. The last question is my favorite question of all, right? So, we got a time machine, right? Scientists oh, have figured out a time machine. Don't ask me how, I'm not that smart. But, scientists have figured out a time machine. You hop in this time machine and you go back to yourself as a kid and you have one minute to tell him something. What do you tell him? Wow. <laughs> Gosh, I just feel like screaming again. There's just so much, but if I can go to a certain moment, I think I'm gonna make it like really serious. But yeah, like probably when I was I was picked on as a child, so probably being if I was there for that kid, I would definitely like probably. I, I think I needed a lot more hugs. I'd probably just give him a hug. That's what's a good hug. Hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I don't know what I would say. You ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah. I, you just fucking threw us for a loop. No one's ever said give him a hug. 
you gotta hug yourself. Yeah, that's solid. You gotta hold, you gotta hug that. And I think I'm thinking about that now, being like, I'm actually being kind of serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would usually laugh and say, yeah, I gotta hug myself. But no, like, I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I probably would have been. I didn't think I need to hug that little child. That's what's up. Shit. And then uh, what's your info? Tell me oh, what yeah, my, name, my name is Josh Cabalas. I'm on Instagram. Josh Cabalas. C-A-B-A-L-L-E-S. Twitter. Mother Cheese, if you care. I'm not really on Twitter like that, but that's a while. Um, but Instagram's the main one. I'm on YouTube. I got music on all platforms. Spotify. Apple Music. My latest single is called Out of Sight. So you can listen to that. I have a lot more music. I have music coming out very soon. May 28th, that's like the first time I'm dropping the date. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, you, this will already be it will already be out, so go listen to it now. Right? Yeah, yeah, go listen to it now. It's May 28th. Yeah, it'll be up. Out, yeah. Right. It'll be out. It'll, it'll be out later. right now. So listen to my new single. There might be a few singles already out, but I don't know how how well you got this going on. <laughs> or the dates or deadlines, but it'll be out. And, but, yeah, like for myself, you know, this beat, this is just, it's my, these are my thoughts, this is, this music, you know, it's me, so it's self-titled, so it's kind of, that's what that is. Good shit, man, I appreciate you coming on today, dude, it was yeah. an amazing show. Appreciate it. Alright, guys, have a great day, man, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we'll be dropping more, so you know where to find us, have a great day.